are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Polaris, and here with me today is my funny co-host, Alexandria Sweat. How's it going, Alex? <laughs> Not too bad. What's up, George? I'm doing all right. I've had a pretty good holiday weekend. How about yourself? I did as well. It was relaxing. I tried to brunch a little. Oh, nice. It was cool. You? I also had brunch. It was lovely. I worked a lot, but then I took brunch break, which is the best break of the week. Yeah, and I feel like you honored the holiday as it was supposed to be honored, Labor Day. You labored a bit. And then brunched a bit. (laughs) Exactly. Abigail will not be with us tonight, but I think you and I got it, Alex, don't you? I think we do, Abigail, girl. We're holding it down for you. Yeah, she just out of nowhere, listeners, was like, oh, I got a job I have to do. And so I'm not going to be able to be there. So I have no other assumption that Abigail is now a hitman. <laughs> you know what? I can see that, though. Mm-hmm. She's so unassuming. Like, she would have, like, you mad. Plus, you know? she can sing and at your like, funeral. I, she could. That's the best way to do it. It's probably like a service. She offers it in her package. Yeah, it's She's a package like, deal. This guy make it. That's how she covers it. Like, if she sings at the funeral, you're not going to suspect she's the hitman. Yeah, yeah. All. That's the twist. <laughs> Each week, we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're each going to share a story, and then we're going to pick one to dive into. What's making you laugh, Alex? <laughs> what has me laughing this week is Steve from Blue's Clues. Are you familiar with this, George? I know Steve from Blue's Clues, yes. Okay. He had a major comeback yesterday. Let me fill you in. Twitter is just a blaze because Steve... <laughs> from Blue's Clues has come back to encourage us and millennials everywhere are exploding because it has been the hardest year of our lives and clearly Steve was who's going to come back and make us happy again. (laughs) That's awesome. Nickelodeon's Twitter or Nick Jr.'s Twitter posted this video. He let us know why he disappeared. He let us know what's been going on, how he feels about us. This is what he said exactly. We started out with clues, and now it's what? Student loans, and um, jobs, and families, and some of it has been kind of hard, you know? I guess I just wanted to say that after all these years, I never forgot you, ever. And I'm super glad we're still friends. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Oh, that's really nice. Thanks, Steve. I've done a lot, too. And then he doubled back. Hey, you look good, too. It was amazing. And everyone who's had a meltdown, you know, we've been in a whole panty liner for the last year and a half. It's been a lot. (laughs) We really needed this. And at least on my timeline, everyone that's 29 to 40 right now is having a happy explosion. So I want to thank you, Steve, for bringing me some laughter because we have a bunch of 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds going back to Blue's Clues. That's really funny. That's a throwback. I haven't thought about that in a minute. Right? They should do a reboot for current millennials. Steve and Blue help find clues to where your student loan payment might be and where to get that second job. 
how to file for your health care. Clues on healthy eating habits. <laughs> Clues on how to incorporate fitness into your lifestyle. I love it. Adult Blues Clues. Adult Blues Clues. What had you laughing this week, George? This week, I'm laughing at something I'm calling the Big Brother Beetle Effect. Ooh, right so. Are you familiar with the show Big Brother? Yes. Big Brother is a reality show. They pick random strangers in the house. They're videoing them 24-7. You can watch it online live until they vote out everybody until there's a winner, right? So it's like your basic reality show. We're close to the end, and all the remaining house guests this week are making dinner. And it seems like it's just a little filler bit that they're about to show you. There's a woman named Aza, and she announces that dinner's going to be ready in about 10 minutes. Meanwhile, this big beetle is buzzing around the backyard where folks are hanging around on the hammock. And the beetle comes by and scares this guy they call Big D. Mind you, Big <laughs> D is a big dude. And he just so happens to be the boxer Joe Frazier's son. And oh, he gosh. is scared okay. <laughs> of this little beetle. The beetle comes flying by him. like, the beetle comes right by him. And he's like, oh, my God, a beetle. And then this one girl goes, oh, I don't have time for no beetle. How much time does a beetle take? A lot, George. <laughs> <laughs> and the beetle comes close to him, and he freaks the F out, jumps off this hammock, and then physics takes over and swings the hammock over and dumps this young, small girl named Hannah, who had been sitting on the hammock <laughs> with him, dumps her right out of the hammock. She knocks her head really hard against the wooden base everyone's freaking out that was a medical emergency because of this beetle everyone's running to hannah trying to help her out now we cut to close-ups of a sizzling frying pan on the stove while everyone's over checking hannah's head to see she has a bump then cut to smoke coming out of the oven and this one girl goes up opens the oven a huge cloud of smoke comes out burns her eyes so she's like oh my god is covering her eyes and freaking out because she just burnt her eyes with smoke. Then Aza, who had just told us it's going to be 10 minutes of dinner, opens the oven. And Alex, I kid you not, flames are just blazing out of the oven. I've never seen anything like that in restaurants all my life. I've never seen flames coming out of the oven. And this girl acted like this happens to her every day. She's like, oh, where's the fire extinguisher? She closes the oven, goes get the fire extinguisher, comes back, just puts out the fire. She's real chill about it. I was super impressed. She just handled that situation. Then cuts back to the people outside taking care of Hannah with her head. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to go take you to the medic. And they walk back in the house. They were just in there, Alex. The place is full of smoke. <laughs> the fire extinguisher out. There's burnt food. I have not laughed this hard watching a reality show in my life. I'm just stressed out right now. Let's just recap the events that have happened here, okay? Hannah gets injured. And we almost burned down the Big Brother house all because Big D is scared of a little tiny beetle. It's just a typical day in the Big Brother house. I have watched this clip over and over again. I'm dying. This sounds so chaotic. This little beetle causes a fire. Oh, 
Alrighty, George. It's always fun to play a game, and I always love to challenge you guys and see how I can play with y'all's brain. And today, I thought it'd be fun to bring back a guess that sound game. Oh, okay, good. You had a really conniving grin, and I was worried you were going to give me a <laughs> one-man spelling bee. I, I'm relieved. I'm down for it. <laughs> Oh, don't give me any ideas, George. But yes, <laughs> I'm bringing back Get That Sound, people. We're going to keep it a little more PG this time around. The internet can be a very interesting place, people. And I just want you all to know that when you go exploring sounds, you can find yourself in some very dark webs. Abigail's not here, so we can clean it up a bit. She's always just bringing it down to that dirty level. <laughs> this is so true. Our dirtiest. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, George, are you ready to play a little guess that sound? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. That's water, right? Coming from the sink? George, unfortunately, no. It is an aerosol spray can. But that was a good guess. Okay, okay. The water. My second guess was going to be hissing snake. I like that, too, but no, it's an aerosol game. <laughs> All right, number two. Is that a stapler? Hmm, stapler. Let's see. No, it's actually someone skipping or jumping rope. Oh, God, I am really bad at this. I like where you're going with it, and I can also see how jumping and skipping sounds like admin work. I get that. All righty, George. Number three. Is that a goose? George! You got it. Oh, my it's God, yes! I'm so proud of you, George. I knew you had it in you. <laughs> Let's keep going. That's a birthday horn. It. Yes, George. Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm back in this. Obvious. I'm back in this. I'm debating between a car noise or okay. one of those metal tops that your uncle gave you at Christmas, but what the hell are you going to do with a metal top? I really had to think about what you was talking about, because when I think of tops, I think of a particular brand. It is not associated with toys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you know, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Or it's one of those other birthday things, the thing that you hold in your hand and you spin and it goes, I don't know what that thing is called. It's really freaking annoying. I'm going to go with car or metallic noisemaker, like a top or a, am I close with either of them? I'm taking two random guesses here. Imagine merging those two things together. Is it a toy car? It is a toy car. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It is a tricked out little toy car, too. Like one of those fancy ones. You were right, George. I and win. And today, you win. You have won. <laughs> Guess that sound. I really Take don't that, Abigail. For you. <laughs> Abigail, I'll have another game for you with some sounds and see how you compare against George when you return. I 
Abigail's not here for her blind spot challenge, so I thought instead we would talk about a movie that I was challenged to watch. A friend of the show, Will Amato, sent me a message the other day telling me that I needed to watch the new Cinderella on Amazon. Have you heard of this, Alex? I have. I follow Billy Porter on Instagram. He's been posting a lot of clips. The only reason I knew about it is because they did the premiere in Atlanta and I saw a bunch of pictures of celebrities at this premiere online. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They're doing a Cinderella and they premiered it in Atlanta. And then I didn't think about it again. So I got this message. Will was (laughs) like, you got to check this out. I want to hear what you think. And I think Will thought I was going to have a hilarious review because this is some trash movie and I was going to just rip it apart. And jokes on him because I think this movie is delightful, Alex. I think oh, it's a good time. It's a jukebox musical. It's kind of like Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella, but with replacing oh. all the songs with pop hits. Oh. Some of the songs are also originals. There's things like Someone to Love, Material Girl. There's a great mashup of En Vogue's What a Man with the White Stripes Seven Nation Army. That's really great. Yo, it's good. Yo, there's a huge yo. musical number to "Let's Get Loud," and it opens with the entire town singing "Rhythm Nation." <gasps> so I'm in. From the minute I go, oh, that's Rhythm Nation. I was sold. I was like, "What is Will trying to trick me into?" And the cast <laughs> is a lot of fun. It's got the singer Camila Cabello, who I know from that Havana song, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. plays Cinderella, and she's freaking adorable. I love her. Okay. Adina Menzel, also known as Adele Nazim, plays her <laughs> stepmother. Minnie Driver okay. and Pierce Brosnan are the king and queen. And Billy Porter plays the fabulous godfather. Okay. I yeah. love it. I see how they brought it into 2021. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little nervous, too. I don't know enough about Camilla to feel strongly about what I thought her performance was going to be. I saw Billy Porter in there, and while I love Billy Porter, they always just throw whoever's hot at the time. Mm -hmm. Everything I'm hearing you say is kind of making me like, oh, my goodness, do I need to hop off of here now? I am highly recommending this. This is a great movie if you want to have a good time. It's not going to win any awards. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Have some popcorn, pour some wine. It's a really good time. So it opens, and Billy Porter is also the narrator, and he says that her name is Ella, but because of the cinders on her face, they call her Cinderella. And I thought about how many times I've heard where Cinderella's name has come from, but No Cinderella has ever had messy face. The Cinderellas are always (laughs) super cute with just a slightly messy ponytail to let us know that she's poor. What? (laughs) She's never had cinders on her face. I don't see her cleaning the chimney. Looks like they just came back from a light walk or something. (laughs) Exactly. And she lives in the basement and the basement is beautiful. I would love to live there. It's gorgeous. It's white painted brick. There's dresses everywhere because in this Cinderella, she's a dress designer. It's beautiful. I love it. And yeah, she just looks like she could use a hairbrush. That's all she needs is maybe a hairbrush. Brandy was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think of it as Kate Blanchett, Cinderella. I'm so sorry to the young woman that played Cinderella in that film, but she was dewy. Everyone's dewy. Camilla's yeah. been dewy in the previews. I agree with you. Throw some ash on their face. She wants to be a designer, and apparently she's really broke, but she has access to expensive threads and fabrics. Of course. She's apparently this brilliant designer, and this is demonstrated by having her apply a tacky bejeweled brooch to a chiffon dress. 
And you're like, come on, art department. I know you had enough money to have made this believable. Then she meets the prince way before the ball, which is one of the twists. But he's a total D-bag. I don't Uh. like him. He has a super punchable face. He looks like a fish. And (laughs) immediately I'm like, no, I do not want Camilla falling for you. She's way too good for you. Cinderella's dream is to own a dress shop, but her evil stepmother says that women may not engage in commerce and that selling dresses Ah. is an embarrassment to the family. And it made me really sad about the stepmother's traditional gender roles and how she was brought up. Okay. You know, and I really felt for her. What dreams did she have that she might not have been able to pursue based on this belief that she Yeah, her dreams are Mary Rich. And then she sings Material Girl. She's like, if you want something nice and you don't want to have to wash your own clothes, you got to marry a really rich man, which she has a point. I was going to say, <laughs> where is the one lie? of the ways to, you know, have stuff paid for is to marry somebody way wealthier than you. Cinderella's idea of earning money and becoming rich on your own, also a good idea. It's all noble, but mama's working smarter, not harder. So yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> she tries to take a dress to the town square to sell it and everybody makes fun of her and it's like women can't work and it's just really an anti-female society that cinderella is dealing with but the <laughs> prince is really liberal and so the prince is doing that aladdin thing where the royalty goes with a scarf around their head and pretends to be a commoner and they didn't have newspapers so nobody knew what he looked like because had there been TikTok. Back in Cinderella's day, he wouldn't have gotten away with this. Mm-hmm. And Not so they meet and he buys a dress from her <laughs> and it's supposed to be sweet, but it's kind of weird. And then there's the ball. He could have just told her the truth there, but he doesn't. And he tricks her into going to the ball so he can introduce her to people who can finance her fashion design business. And that's a really weird, weighty twist where he could have been like, hey, I'm going to be there and I think you're cute. Let's hang out at the ball. That also would have worked, but he didn't didn't take that angle. So she was looking at the ball as like a business opportunity. Is this a networking event? It is. And her meet cute is with another queen who wants her to be the designer. Ooh, like a Miranda Priestley type situation? Kind of, but the queen of another country, Queen Tatiana. And she's like, I need a designer to travel with me around the world. That's not a job, Queen Tatiana. You're making that up. (laughs) She's got her wardrobe stylist. She's being ahead of the time. She's like an entourage with her. (laughs) I've never known the stylist to come with you and design on the fly. But I guess if you don't have FedEx, that's what they have to do. I'm I'm living in a world of FedEx privilege. Exactly. So Cinderella designs a pretty dress. It's like a Grecian pink dress. It's fine. It wouldn't win Project Runway. Again, I felt like the art department (laughs) should have given me something significant. But then the evil stepmother's like a total and throws a bunch of ink on it. And is like, you're not going to this party. You have to marry this random man who'd come by earlier. And she's like, but I don't want to marry that man. She's really upset. And she sings this big musical number, which is a total show tune, and I'm here for it. It's called (laughs) Million to One.
I can barely sleep Cause my heart is always racing, chasing, pacing Round the room living carefully It's something I don't want to do She kills it and I'm so gay and I'm like, yay! Loved it. <laughs> and then Billy Porter appears. He's actually a butterfly and he transforms magically oh. into Billy Porter and he's wearing this gold ensemble. That's the best word I can use. It's rhinestoned <laughs> and has a big neck and he's got these huge heels. It's like what the capital citizens and the Hunger Games would wear. Mm, and he it. is okay. bringing it. And I love of that course. they acknowledge the absurdity of the story. So at one point, the Godfather goes, do you want to go to the ball and meet a bunch of rich people who will change your life? Cinderella's like, yeah, I was just crying and singing about that two minutes ago. When the mice turn into humans, they're really excited to be humans and discovering what the human body can do. This movie is a good time. I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end because they have some interesting twists and takes on the story. But I oh. highly recommend it. Stay through to the big Let's Get Loud musical number. This is a good time. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, Amazon Prime Cinderella. Oh. Yeah. George, you make me so happy. I'm so happy to hear that because I was worried. I was like, what else can they do with Cinderella's story, girl? We have met you and heard about you so many times. What else can they do with it? You yeah, they just made it fun. They told you a story you've heard a thousand times. They put a couple twists in it. Some of them work. Some of them are stupid. They put some great songs, and I had a good time with it. Okay. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Okay, Alex, you came up to me the other day and you said that you had a story and you wanted to start to write, but you were nervous because you're an actor, not a writer, right? Oh, my goodness. I did, George. We kind of talked through it and I gave you some advice and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. told you to kind of spit it out and get the story out. And then we determined that a deadline is what would really help you get the creative juices flowing. So you were challenged to write something for the first time to present onto the show. Yes, I was. I accepted the challenge and uh, I wrote some things down for you guys. All right. I'm so excited. What have you written for us today? I wanted to revisit the lyrics from my sketches that we used to do a long time ago when I was a wee girl. I was a fan of Buster Rhymes. And I was a young girl with a thick accent. (laughs) Yeah, it got me in trouble with my mom. And I thought it would be fun to retell that story on the podcast. All right, awesome. I have your sketch here. It's called Put Your Hands Here What? Written by Alexandria Sweat. We have two characters. Mama. Yes. A very concerned Christian mother set on teaching her daughter the right things. And young Alex, a 10-year-old mumbler, with a slightly thick Louisville country accent, lover of music and entertainment. I'm reading Mama, and you're reading Alex, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interior, a 90s Pizza Hut dining room. I know exactly what that looked like. Mama (laughs) and young Alex are sitting eating their pizza. Hurry up and finish your pizza, ladybug. I'm not trying to be here all night. 
Okay, mama. Young Alex slowly eats her pizza while simultaneously mumbling a song under her breath. Mama looks over at young Alex, concerned. Something wrong, ladybug? You're taking a long time to eat your pizza. Are you talking to yourself? No, ma'am. Nothing's wrong, Mama. I'm just singing a song. Oh, okay. What song might that be? It's Buster Run. It's called Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. Have you heard of them? Excuse me? Buster Rhymes, Mama. It goes like, do you really want to party with me? Let me see just what you got for me. Put your hands where my eyes can see. Are you, excuse me, what are you saying? Put your hands where my eyes can see. Yeah. Is that how I raised you to talk to me? What did I say, Mama? Don't try to act like you don't know what you were saying. Mama, I don't. Put your hands where what can see? Where my eyes can see. What's wrong, Mama? You're Christian, young lady, and you're singing the A word to your mother. No, that's not what I said. Are you talking back to me now? I heard you with my own ears. But mama! Don't but mama me. I heard you. Young Alex starts thinking of a solution to prove to her mama that she said eyes and not ass, using her hands to gesture the actions in the song. Mama, I promise. I said, put your hand. She puts her hands up. Where my eyes. Points to her eyes. Can see. She starts blinking really hard. See? If I put my hands where my <laughs> can see. Puts hands behind her butt. It doesn't make any sense. I promise, Mama, I didn't say the A word. Mama looks at young Alex almost as if she believes her daughter's youngs, please. Mm-hmm. I hear you. You think I'm dumb, don't you? I know what you said, and I've raised you better than that. No more MTV. You hear me? Mama, no! <laughs> For how long? Mm, we'll see. Maybe when you learn to talk to me a little better. All right, time to go. You've had enough fun tonight. Mama <sighs> and young Alex stand up, put their jackets on. They start to exit the Pizza Hut. Yeah. Now I'm never learning to dance. No, no, no. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> that is really good. I'm sure young Alex was not laughing when that happened, but that is really <laughs> funny. That's really good. Yay. No, I was terrified. I really still to this day don't understand how my mom got eyes and ass confused. Yet I could not watch MTV or MTV2, and I couldn't watch it for at least a month. <laughs> I somehow got around that and I started watching again, but I was devastated. You don't understand. I love music videos. That was my escape. Okay. I got caught watching Madonna in some video. Maybe it's Vogue or something. She's wearing a very see-through top. And my dad walked in the room and he was shocked and he turned the TV off immediately. And he's like, I don't know what you were watching. But it's not allowed anymore. His immigrant ass didn't even know MTV as a thing, but he knew I was not allowed to be watching that. So I like kind of put myself on punishment. And then I'm like, he doesn't know what he banned me from. Like, as as he doesn't see me watching a Madonna video again. I'm probably going to be fine. How did you put yourself on punishment though? <laughs> I was like, oh no, dad said no MTV. And then at some point it clicked. It's like, he doesn't know. Exactly. I think that's what happened too. Like, I realized my mom never doesn't know if it's MTV if I'm watching it. Like, how's she gonna know if I'm watching more videos? She just thinks it's a comedy show or something. 
that's really great. Well, I'm glad that you shared that, Alex. Thank you for writing for the show. It wasn't that bad. I'm sure there's someone else out there who relates to having a thick accent and their words being confused by their parents. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it for you. <laughs> but yeah, that wasn't that bad. I think I can do it again. Awesome. Awesome. I think you should. I, I want to hear more of your stories. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, and subscribe. Share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye.